Hi folks, thanks for listening in. I have found that it is a lot better to sound amped up and excited when you're talking on podcasts other than like slow and drawn out. Uh, Maybe it keeps the viewers uh, listening. Maybe it keeps them fresh, jivey. I don't know. I'll ask Brutus later. He's our first guest. Now, intro music. I've tried so many times to record this intro bio summary, kind of get things kicked off that uh, I keep on deleting it and doing it over and doing it over that this time I'm just going to let it run through. It's going to be gritty. It's going to be raw. I'm going to forget some things. I'm going to leave some things out, uh, but we're going to do our best. So uh, here we go. My name is Casey Michael Foss. I am from a small rural town in Oregon called Lebanon. Uh, it's claim to fame as it's the grass seed capital of the world, which is kind of funny. Um, I um, am currently unemployed. I am also, um, well, as of tomorrow, homeless, um, which I, I'm going to go stay with my brother. So, um, but uh, we'll get into more of that later. Um, I am also um, addicted to opiates, which is fun. Um, And that's kind of what all this is about. Um, This series um, is going to be covering my journey from active addiction to success, to recovery, to uh, basically I'll be done as soon as all of my goals are accomplished. Um, and so each episode we're going to talk about uh, that day, um, any goals that have been accomplished, any failures, any triumphs, any roadblocks, any any and everything. So um, I've been addicted to opiates for about 10 years. Um, I took a couple of years off about five years ago. And then once my mother passed, I started hitting it hard. Um, and uh, I've finally, and I've quit a few times, you know, bounce the box and uh, whatnot. Um, but uh, finally, I uh, decided that uh, I had, I was done. You know, I'd hit rock bottom. And um, and I hit rock bottom a few different times. I mean, I was, I was at rock bottom for a long time. But uh, I have a... A significant other, a girlfriend that I've been with the last five years, and um, I kind of been waiting for her to hit her bottom as well, uh, because everyone's rock bottom's different. Um, she finally has, and we both agreed to seek help, go into treatment. You know, uh, her going into inpatient um, is a huge deal for her. It's her first time. This will be my second. Uh, and I think it's exactly what we both need, whether we stay together forever or this is the end. It's what we both need for ourselves and for our kids, for our families, for our lives. So, um, so that's exciting. Um, I, uh, I've already started the process, uh, for myself. I, uh, uh, we'll be going to detox here in a few days. Um, and then there's a couple different options that we can take, you know, um, you know, 
inpatients programs a lot of times have a wait list and so depending on what that looks like is going to really determine what happens uh, in the interim you know um, so we go to detox there's five days uh, then once you're released you know you have to make a decision if you don't go straight into inpatient that you have you know a uh, place set up for you to stay that's uh, healthy that's clean and sober um, and so uh, for me I the plan is to go stay with my younger brother for a bit um, but uh, I have a uh, I have some legal issues that I need to deal with and uh, which is going to incarcerate me. And it could be for a day and it could be for two weeks. It could be for, I really don't know. It won't be too long, but it'll be long enough to dry up. And so maybe a good option for me will be to go to detox, take care of my legal issues, and then move into a sober living situation like an Oxford house. Um, which there's pros and cons to doing that versus going inpatient. Um, inpatient gives you a lot longer to selfishly reflect and work on your core problems, you know. Uh, and uh, but on the on the flip side of that, uh, taking care of legal obligations and uh, going into an Oxford house, uh, I can start working sooner. Uh, which means I can start saving and moving on with life faster. Uh, and also, I wouldn't be away from my kids as long. And so, and that's important to me. Um, so, I don't know. This is a conversation that I'm going to have to have with Rachel. And uh, eventually, with situations like this, I'll be able to get feedback from viewers, uh, not only on the podcast, but on the different social media outlets. Uh, so, that'll be that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this. Um, Another reason why I'm documenting this journey uh, is to possibly help someone else uh, that's in a similar situation, uh, you know, someone else that, uh, because they can feel pretty hopeless uh, having multiple felonies, um, opiate addiction, uh, not a stable place to live. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and, and it just becomes hopeless. To where you're like, fuck it, I'm just gonna fucking go balls out and and you know be a drug addict, uh, but that never works for anybody. So, um, so I'm hoping that I can pull all this off, and uh, in return, by documenting everything, someone else can follow along and pull themselves out of the mud. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a big follower of. Uh, Gary V and Gary Vaynerchuk, um, and so I've always wanted to do a social media documentation uh, sort of uh, gig, uh, but and he and he gives a lot of great information on a lot of different things, but I haven't seen so far, you know, a blueprint even in the books really a blueprint to how to get what you know get this thing up and going and you know get the followers get the uh, likes, get the subscribers, get the, you know. And so through trial and error, um, I'm going to uh, be putting that together uh, before your eyes, you know, before so everyone can see uh, uh, and I can show everyone exactly how it's done because if you can pull it off, 
it's a pretty neat thing to get paid uh, or be able to monetize you know, something like that, you know. Uh, and at the same time, help people better their lives by uh, giving them valuable content, you know, through these different platforms. So um, that's a little bit about me. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to be formatting as we go. So uh, these first couple episodes are going to be all over the place. So bear with me. Um, and uh, yeah. On to the next segment. Okay, so... I'm doing another segment, kind of just basically mashing all of these together uh, for multiple days. I uh, officially moved out at the last place I was in. We were there seven months, so to be fair, I can understand why she would want our house back. Um, so the first night, my girlfriend and I stayed at my kid's mom's house, which was pretty uncomfortable, but tolerable. We ended up staying, leaving in the morning. And then the next night we were over at my kid's mom's and we stayed oh, until about midnight when she was like, well, uh, basically get the fuck out of here. So, uh, which hurt my girlfriend's feelings immensely, mostly because she spent a year of her life while my kid's mom was in prison and raised her kids, my kids, our kids, but really put in the work, you know, making sure they met their milestones, teaching them to, you know, potty training them, ride bikes, you know, all of the essential milestones. And my kid's mom does not show any gratitude or thanks towards that, let alone the, you know, the uh, basic you know, human kindness that one would give on someone in our situation needing a place to stay for a night or two. And keep in mind, while I was in prison, uh, I called and talked my mother into letting Ashley, who was in a similar state, uh, stay with her. And of course, she doesn't acknowledge that because she's a demon. But anyways, so we left. And that night, uh, Rachel walks off and is gone for three or four hours, wants to clear her head, go for a walk. And uh, I'm standing there going, what the fuck? She doesn't come back. I figure she goes to her parents' house. So I take off in the car and I'm out driving around trying to figure out what to do. Luckily, I did a favor for a friend and he used his company's gas card and filled our tank. So that helped us out immensely. Um, but, uh, so around four in the morning, I get a call from Rachel from someone else's cell phone and I pick her up and we spend the rest of the night in the car together. Uh, we wake up, we go to my friend Marty's and have breakfast there. It was a pretty long day, but then we, uh, 
last night went to Sweet Home, Oregon and stayed with my brother, his wife, and three kids. Uh, crashed on the couch. Uh, in the middle of the night, Rachel went to her parents and came back in the morning. And then we went to a cafe that my brother and his wife, mostly his wife, owns. And we had breakfast. Um, delicious breakfast. Uh, as far as cafes go in Sweet Home, Home Sweet Home Cafe is by far the best that I've ever had. So, anyways, we went back to Lebanon today, took some showers at the place that we lived before, at my friend's house, and I'm currently at this place called River Park, where I'm waiting for Rachel to go drop off a carpet shampooer that she borrowed from her grandma, and hopefully get 20 or 40 bucks out of her. We'll see, but... Uh, yeah, my phone's at 15%, so uh, I can't be on here too long before it uh, goes dead. But I wanted to make sure and record some content as to what's been going on since our delve into homelessness. Uh, we both called Buckley House back. Buckley House is a detoxification center. They said they won't schedule us together, but most likely we will, uh, even if it's a day or two in between, we'll be doing it at the same time. They're going to call me back as well as her. Hopefully we'll be in there in the next day or two. Uh, uh, because getting high is getting old. But uh, it'll all be over sooner or later. I have been thinking very hardly and leaning on uh, the idea of going to a treatment center called Teen Challenge, which is pretty scary for me, uh, mostly because it's a it's a bigger commitment, I think, than a lot of treatment facilities. It's a year long, and they uh, they it's very centered around around Christianity, around the Bible. So you're doing like morning daily devotionals before breakfast then you're doing you know church you also work in their uh teen challenge thrift stores three or four days a week and they also ask that you do a you present a, your testimony to a, a group of people usually at a church or a celebrate recovery and uh, i'm not really sure what else what other curriculum uh standards they have but uh, my, my friend who did the program and then also went on to do another year internship is thriving. He works for him now as an intake coordinator. And I think that between that and my brother being an elder at his church, I might be able to get them to help me financially get into it. So I might not have to wait on any kind of wait list. And I figure that even though it's a year long program, I will go into it going, okay, I'm uh, gonna give it 90 days for sure, and then I'm gonna reevaluate from there. You know, see how I feel, see if I'm ready. But the actual real, real reality of it is, I don't really have a place right now to go or a lot of family support. I'm sure, my brothers let me stay there, and that's awesome, but uh, I. You know, a year wouldn't necessarily hurt me, 
that being said, I, uh, they have team challenges all over and I don't exactly know where they'd ship me. I want to be close enough where I can be there for the kids. If I can get someone to bring them to visit, uh, they do offer day passes, three day passes, five day passes after so long, you know, so many days you're in there. I think it's after four months. No cell phones, of course. Uh, no smoking. They do give you a patch for the first 30 days or 90 days or something. But uh, no suboxone treatment. And that's one of the reasons why Rachel won't do Team Challenge. Is she wants to uh, be able to take suboxone while she does treatment. I, on the other hand, don't. I think of that as another handcuff. Another switching you know, one substance for another. I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel about it. So, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, Rachel calling Buckley House today was a big deal because she usually, when it gets pretty close to time to do this kind of stuff, starts spinning out and will change her mind. And there's a lot of family pressure right now for her and uh, just for everyone from life. So this is something we got to do, uh, whether we stay together or not. I hope we do, but even if we don't, I'll know, I know that our lives will be better once we complete inpatient rehabilitation. I know that for a fact. Drugs don't make your life better. That's never happened in the history of man, as someone said, long-term addiction and drug abuse has really strengthened my relationships. It has made my financial situation a lot better, and I'm just a better parent <laughs> for it all together. You know, that's those are the words that are uttered. So, and even just being homeless here for the last two or three days, I know that this is not what I want, and I know that I can't pull out of this unless I get help. So, you know. Now's the time. I am looking forward to it. Now, like I mentioned before, I do have some legal situations that I need to clear up. But from what I understand, Team Challenge will help me with those. You know, with speaking with the courts and postponing things, court dates, or even, you know, and it's happened to other people. The courts will be like, well, you're taking a step in the right direction, trying to correct your, your problems. Your crimes were committed, uh, were fueled by addiction, you know, and um, we're gonna go, if you complete this program, we're gonna go ahead and drop charges. That's not unheard of. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a long shot, but regardless, I will feel a lot better about going and doing one, two, three, 15 days after I've detoxed than I would right now because for those of you who don't know, withdrawals are no punk, okay? It is a horrible feeling, a horrible thing to have to go through. And, you know, that's basically your repentance for, you know, using too many drugs. You use too many drugs, well now it's time to pay the price, you know? Some people pay with their lives, but you're at least gonna pay it with withdrawals, I'll tell you that. I've experienced enough withdrawals, enough times to know that I don't like it. And 
you know. I'm not necessarily a super religious, I'm not a religious guy at all, you know. So Teen Challenge is going to be, it's going to be something. It'll really uh, help me figure out whether I am religious or I'm not because there is a lot of Bible reading that goes in with that program. So curious to see how it pans out. Uh, of course, uh, I will talk about this, you know, as a guy. Oh, another thing is I won't have any cell phone or any way to upload content. So the idea is if I do go into Teen Challenge or a place that does not allow me to have a cell phone, I'm going to document everything using extensive journals, you know, to uh, make sure I get everything, at which point once I'm out, I will transfer the information from my journals to uh, X platforms, whatever they are, Tumblr, Anchor, Facebook, etc. you know, so might even be able to, using phone calls and a friend, be able to update my Twitter daily, uh, but we'll see, I don't know, because I know that part's important to me, uh, documenting this journey is very important to me, I think it'll help a lot of people. So anyways, that's where I'm at today. Uh, today's the 30th or the 1st. Let's see. Oh, today is October 1st. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for this segment. Uh, yeah, peace out. So that is the end of this podcast, our first one. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope it has something useful in it. Um, Again, it's just documentation, really, of what's going on with me and my journey from active addiction, which we are currently still in, unfortunately, uh, to recovery, success, and happiness. Until next time, this is Casey Foss saying... Good night.